0: Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. I'm going to take a very quick poll. Mm -hmm. Who in this room has ever totaled a car before? Oh, come close. No, it has to be a total. No, yeah, no. Have you? No. Well, we got a historic first. You totaled your car. I totaled Catherine's car. Oh no! <laughs> you didn't tell us this pre-show. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not gonna give away my o- hot opening. <laughs> What'd it's, you do? Well, I didn't do any. Well, I mean, I was the uh, the recipient of Newton's third law. Mm-hmm. Um, so yesterday we were driving up to Collingwood mm-hmm. to go snowboarding. We weren't even gonna go. We're just like, yeah, okay, you know, something to do. Whatever. We're like 25 minutes outside, so that's also one of the worst parts about it, because takes two hours to get there. We're almost there. We uh, were sitting on the road in the car to make a left, and roads were a little bit snow-covered, but, you know, it's, we're up north, like, you drive slow. So we're sitting there to turn left onto the road, and um, Buddy behind us decides to whip around the bend, probably going st- 70 to 80 kilometers an hour which is probably double what you should have been going um
1: 43 and a half miles an hour yeah into
0: freedom units um obviously can't stop dummies the back of our car and hits us into oncoming traffic where we then hit the side of a snow pile
1: Oh. oh at least it was a plow that's just municipal funds who cares
0: Oh I, yeah I don't really care but uh, snow trucks or snow plows are big and weigh a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of pounds so hit us into the side of a snow plow and basically like bumper cart us around and then they t-boned us again <laughs> so basically like when you hit a plow and it weighs like f- 20 times as much as you your entire front end is gone our back end is gone and then we hit got hit like four more times as we spun around in a circle yeah so what happened uh, to the guy who uh, did he get they didn't have snow tires on uh, of course why would they they're from Scarborough they asked where the nearest exit was on the highway i was like this is a county road there aren't exits they're called streets <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no
0: honestly were they apologetic I, honestly i had to walk away otherwise i would have just it was a woman i would have honestly slugged her right in the face yeah i (laughs) get angry too when people
1: like almost kill you like yeah that's a fair assessment
0: so neither of us were hurt thank god like our it looked like a war zone there was shrapnel everywhere um yeah so uh thank god the snowplow driver stopped and was just like that person fucked up yeah and uh Long story short, tow, dri- tow truck driver comes, cop comes. The other person gets charged with careless driving. It's basically, like... Routine. Yeah, like... And the snowplow driver's like, this person's going way too fast, doesn't have snow towers, dummied this car, hit them into me. And the cop's like, okay. Good yep. on that tow truck driver. Or he just snowplow. go snowplow. Yeah, just... Oh, he was, uh, you know, he's, from, he's a small town guy, so All, he... Uh, Walmart, Ontario. Those sort of things uh, mean a lot to... Oh there goes Evan's phone. A lot of guys like that. So uh yeah, when the it's funny when the tow truck driver comes. Um Catherine's like the guys like, well, at least you get you can get a brand new car. And Catherine's like, oh. She didn't like <laughs> she, she didn't, didn't like re- like she, she like didn't really like, I was driving by the way. So she didn't really like get it. And oh. uh, um she's just like, oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would say poor girl, but Catherine's gonna... like, do you think my car's total is like I was like, half of your car is on the other side of the road. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the front end is in the ditch over there and your bumper is in the ditch over there. That's big totaled. When
1: you can use three different directionalities to describe her car. Yeah. Yeah, it's done.
0: It was like in four dimensions. <laughs> so, uh yeah. you look to your right. Yeah, three. There it, it
1: is. You look to your left. There it is. You look up. You're slightly confused, but there's some of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It was just an abs. Like It's... Th- you know, it's, like, not our fault, so it's just, you know, a massive inconvenience at this point, and everyone was okay somehow. She gets a rental. Well, I mean, it's the other person. We fault. got a they rental, yeah, yeah, so, like, everything's all good, but it's just, like, it's December. There's yes. a million things going on right now. We don't want to deal with this. Um, what kind of car did she drive? She has an Elantra. We had snow tires on, so, you know, everything was all good on there. It's just, like, come on. Like, massive headache, but, uh... I guess the real tragedy was the airbag actually burnt my North Face fleece. Oh my God, Jesus! So now I have to claim that as well. So, not only did my fleece get ruined, but the car did as well. So, like Evan, not everybody was was free that day i I lost my north face north face fleece
1: i actually felt bad for him for a i bit did there. i really did as well <laughs> i was like this poor guy well, At first
0: i just thought it was coffee because Catherine, of course was taking a sip of her coffee when we got rear-ended so the co it it Went looked everywhere. like a mudslide in there. yeah <laughs> so i just thought it was like a coffee stain until i looked closely and it was burnt
1: welcome to the winged wheel podcast hold I, on yeah ryan this is a big moment for you yeah Evan just spent the entire opening of this podcast talking about a car wreck while the Red Wings are currently getting blown up by LA. What have you got, son?
0: Uh, <laughs> car crash? <laughs> Kill Lily and James Potter, a car cr- That's the only thing I can <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, so this weekend has not been great. I mean, it's
1: been kind of fun for Red Wings fans. Not right now. As we're recording, there's 10 minutes left in the third period of the LA-Detroit game, which they're losing for nothing. So, you know, a a more clever person will have a funnier uh, segue here. Car crash. Um, Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. I'm Ryan Hanna. I'm disappointed.
0: I'm... A burnt North Face fleece. You are a burnt North Face fleece. I'm rattled. When people ask
1: me to describe you guys, I always describe you, Evan, as a burnt North Face fleece. You
0: should. It was my favorite. I just got it down in Florida. Who
1: buys a North Face fleece in
0: Florida? I had to wear it there. It was 15 degrees. (laughs) I fit in with the locals. who had to wear their Canada Goose jackets because it never gets that cold down there. 15 Celsius or Fahrenheit? Celsius. May as well have been 15 Fahrenheit. Can we call Evan a snowbird when he retires to Florida at 34? Yeah. Oh, I'm already thinking about it. He's already there. (laughs) Uh,
1: Oh, and Philip Zadina, goal. Oh, yeah. Maybe the world isn't ending. Yeah, so uh, while I uh, capture this and put it
0: on uh, Twitter, uh, who wants to take us away here? What has happened in the past? When did we last record? Wednesday? Uh,
1: Wednesday. And the Red Wings scored, or the Red Wings won two games in a row, which is kind Woo! of hard to believe. This is Zadina's goal. Yeah, it is absolutely just a bouncing puck in front, and he put it in. So that's Zadina's second goal in three games, Woo! which is very exciting. So He's got more points this season than, yes, Barry Kitty and me for He's whatever that's worth certainly does. As I was putting that tweet together, I was just so smug, and I knew the shitstorm it would start, and I had no apologies about it. Oh, I had a tweet that had that, but we'll talk about that later. It's going to be its own subject. Um, yeah, I need you to take this away here. Okay, so let's start with the Winnipeg game. A game the Red Wings won, and I'll be damned actually deserved to win. Yeah, Winnipeg <laughs> was bad. Yeah, and Detroit was good. Without Mantha that game, Larkin playing sick, no Athens see you. Philip Zadina three point night. So uh what was the date that day? December twelfth, the day Philip Zadina arrived. Was that the Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. December twelfth. Yeah, uh Philip Ronick three point night, who file fired a missile more impressive than anything North Korea has delivered. And Darren oh. Helm actually finished on a breakaway. And it was five two. It was the night of everything going right.
0: We've now been banned.
1: From what? Oh, North yeah, Korea. from r slash uh, Pyong, whatever it Pyongyang. is. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I've probably already banned. Um, the 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 whole weekend would have been worth it if it just Zadina had scored. Like, this game is now only worth it because Zadina scored. But uh, those two games, were, it was just nice. It was nice to not lose a couple well, times. I didn't know I mean, what to do with Winnipeg, my hands. The Winnipeg game was nice. I'm happy the Red Wings won the Montreal game, but in no reality was any part of that game good outside of Jonathan Bernier. Oh, man. He made how many saves? I didn't watch Four, a ton 43? Of yeah. Montreal outshot Detroit by at least double, I'm pretty sure. Uh, several 10-bell chances. Bernier pulled at least one off the line. Uh, you know, Larkin had a nice steal, uh, stole the puck from Evan behind the net, <laughs> and uh, fed Bertuzzi in front for a goal. Mike Green. Got one on the power playoff. off. A he nice did. feed from Athens CU. And you know what? He picked his spot well. Yep. And the Red Wings won 2-1. Although, I sent out a tweet, and you ever, like... Well, I know you get this a lot. You ever send out a tweet with an opinion in it, and you get enough backlash that you start to think,
0: maybe I was wrong here? hmm Your principal oh, Skinner?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Me? So, I'm going to ask your guys' opinion, and I want you to try and change my mind if you do disagree with me, because... I still haven't changed my mind, but I got enough blowback on it that I think it's worth talking about. So there was a moment Detroit got a power play with roughly three minutes left in the game. Okay. I think it was just over three minutes. Obviously, they were up two nothing at a time at the time. And we know Detroit's track record of, you know, holding on to late leads.
0: We have leads. Yes, it's
1: rare, but it's not great when we have them. So, towards the second half of that power play, instead of deploying Philip Zadina in his normal spot on the power play, Jeff Blashill threw out Patrick Nemeth, basically phoning in the power play, but having the two defensemen out there to basically play prevent defense while on the power play. Essentially the football equivalent of killing the clock. Like, we don't care if we score here, but we're going to run two minutes off of this with no chance of Montreal scoring. Yeah. Now, initially, everything in my head went, well, this is stupid, because you know what's better than a two-goal lead? A three-goal lead. Yes. So, I I looked up some numbers. Since Philip Dean has been called up, Detroit's power play has been operating at about a 25% clip, and they've given up, I think, less than 4% of, on less than 4% of their power plays, they've given up a shorthanded goal. So math here dictates that you prob- they definitely should have gone for it, but they oh, did kill the clock sh- down. Sweet Lord. yeah, They did kill the clock down to like a minute something left. Montreal did score and then subsequently almost tied it after, but maybe they didn't tie it because they didn't have enough time. Did left. Montreal have yeah. their shorty by that point? I think it was Tatar scored a shorthanded goal against him. It wasn't a shorthanded goal, but he scored late in the game. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was. No, it was, it was 2 0 when this happened. Okay. So I I thought it was a ridiculous move to not, to basically kill the clock instead of going for the goal. Not that Detroit wasn't actively trying to score, but with Nemeth on the ice you versus Phillips Adina, you severely downgraded your chances of that happening. Yeah. Here's, here's where I'm at with it. You can very easily see Jeff Blashill's reasoning there. He's that's the closest they've sniffed to like a win in a while besides. A obviously streak, Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And so he wanted to lock down the win. Um But then it's just that, you know, philosophical thing. What is a win in a season full of losses? You might as well, if you're going to win, you might as well do it the right way. Keep Zadina out there. He's been like the only bright spot on offense for the past 10 games or whatever. Not not that's an exaggeration, but still, like you he's the story of the weekend. You could argue he's been the only consistent offensive threat. I mean, at least for the last. Yeah, yeah, Fabry as well. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a dumb statement for me, but you understand, right? Like, Zadina is the most important player on the ice for the Red Wings for different reasons other than just like objectively
0: how he does in the hockey game. Um, It doesn't hurt to put him in a high, important moment of the game as a young player in a season that doesn't matter. Everything that Blashill gets chastised or criticized for, whether you think it's fair
1: or not, putting Zadina out there and then maybe it doesn't go their way and they score a shorthanded goal against them, nobody's gonna say Blashill shouldn't have had Zadina out there. I agree with you, it's it's a really soft move putting Nemeth out there.
0: He, I called it a coward move. He loves those soft moves though. Yeah He loves putting out the veterans and and just hoping that they somehow miraculously do the right thing. This is to me the the perfect
1: example, the shining example of Jeff Blashill's mentality of playing to not lose instead of playing to win, That's which essentially is mantra. Yeah, I hate that. That's it's his, so stupid. He this isn't surprising and I'm not even going to necessarily fault him for it given the roster he's been dealt because obviously Barry Trotz isn't getting this team to win games. But, man, go down swinging. You are in dead last in the NHL. I'm not even going to use the argument of you put Zena out there because it's good for Dina's development to be out in important situations. But, man, your team is like the worst team in the league since you've come into the NHL at blowing leads. Get a bigger lead and you're less likely to blow it. Yeah. No, uh, I agree with you. I wasn't a big fan of that move. I can understand why people would argue it, but like in the grand scheme of this whole season, man, just put him out there.
0: What does everybody and, always say? They say, put out your best players. Yeah. And, and Philip Sedina is easily studs. one of those.
1: This is, this is the hockey equivalent of punting from the 40. Yeah, it legit. that's what it was. And you're just like, you know, I get it, but just come on. It's like on. on like a fourth and three yeah. from the 40. <laughs> so the a couple episodes ago, because I still have my beard right now, and before anyone just tries to crucify me, give me a minute here. Um, we joked and said I'm not gonna shave or like I I trim my beard like twice a week. That was and, a joke. And I that said, "This was a joke." No, 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 no. And I said, "Like I'm not gonna like trim my beard up until the Red Wings win by three goals." And then we realized as the losing streak went on, like this might not happen because their first three goal lead was on Thursday when they won by three goals. Like it was that game, their first three goal lead all season. So it actually ended much sooner than I thought it would. It could have gone way worse for me. And then everyone's like, you gotta do it now. You gotta shave ah sucker. I was like that yeah, but that's I wanted to. My face (laughs) (laughs) like my face was itchy. Like, yeah, I'm happy I get to. Yeah, I don't think you guys understand the direction this was going was like, pull out the clippers, uh, live stream it. I'm like, I, 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 if you want me to, I will. But I won't watch, I promise you. I, it,
0: Super weird, but yeah. Yeah, very strange. If you wanted to. Uh, <laughs> no nipples on live streams, though. Really? Of course not. You can only show up to like 99%. Yeah, I put a couple like runners band-aids on there. Yeah. Uh, Let's call it art. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, a little bit of... Just ban- tape bananas to your nipples. <laughs> For scale or... <laughs> For art, buddy. Um... Another aside here. This is our last episode in Brad's basement. Oh, thank God! And we uh, the the pod loft, as we're affectionately referring it to it as. Uh, I found out that name came uh, from another podcast that Mel listens to. They have a similar situation where it's like the, a room in a house in all uh, like on the upper level, so they call it the pod loft. Or no, it's an actual loft in like a. A condo. Uh, That's weird. Well, yeah, we gotta, we gotta think of a better name for it now. I think it's gonna stick, honestly. Malo keeps saying it, and I'm like, oh, it's her house, so it's, it's her pod house. palace. Well, what's the? Uh, it's got to be like hockey themed doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Pod, center ice. No, well, we'll think of something. Yeah. The trapezoid. Uh, (laughs) Stupid. I mean, it is kind of trapezoidal. Oh, my God. You said it had a weird shape. Yeah, That's why I'm thinking of it. Regardless. So uh, the noises you hear upstairs are Mika just not giving a damn about noise anymore. She's just dragging furniture across the floor. Um, Yeah, it's going to be, we're going to be in there on Wednesday. It's not going to be fully decorated. That's going to come slowly over time. Uh, Yeah. So the Red Wings won on Thursday by three goals. And that was part of the stipulation. My mom actually texted me. (laughs) <laughs> she said, "I heard you have to shave now." I was like, "Who? <laughs> my God!" My brother told her. Uh, and then they beat Montreal, and now they are going to lose tonight to the Kings. In all likelihood, unless they mount to. Mi- <coughs> excuse me A miraculous comeback, they are the kings of uh, dropping the toilet bowls. Well, you know what. For fans of the tank, which should be literally every Red Wings fan who's had the misfortune of watching a game this season, this is about as good of a weekend you could have asked for. A couple wins to break a horrid streak, a loss that includes a Philip Zadina goal. And if, if it isn't the most, like, if you had to summarize three of the most polarizing names in Red Wings hockey... This season, those were the factors on the three goals it, on the goal from Zadina because it was assisted by Anthony Mantha yeah. and Madison Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody's <laughs> nobody's on the wrong side of Mantha though, right? Like, no, no. There's some people who still think he his effort is lacking. Oh man, I think his efforts. Well, at least pre injury, he's barely been back now. Was has been fantastic. Yeah. Relative to what he's done in the he past, he still leads the team in goals, and he hasn't played in what three weeks. Yeah, he was he's second on the team in points. Uh, maybe, I don't know. That Who, point might have gone him back. Who's third? Jonathan Bernier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got an assist, right? He's got two assists. Oh, didn't he get an assist just recently? I don't know. I didn't um, see anyways. it. Anyways. Um, he should have yeah. in the Montreal game. So, after this game, the Red Wings will have uh, four points. will be four points back from the uh, next highest, per- or New Jersey, who's 30th in standings. Uh, and In addition to that, they'll have three games played more than them. So, Really firmly, despite the two wins, still in the driver's seat for the lottery division. Really, just a great overall weekend for the tank. Yes. Uh, did you listen to the most recent Steve Dangle podcast? I have not yet. <laughs> Adam brought us up. Uh-oh. And he was like, uh, oh, man, Madison Bowie scored. Are you kidding? No, that's what uh, that's what Rowan just messaged me. You're kidding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh... What? Don't justify the stupid things I've said in the past, no, Madison. No. no, don't. You, you don't get to. No, yeah, no. He doesn't. He, he's Ballet lost. Bowie scores
0: the... with two minutes and twenty three seconds. He's
1: lost the right. By the way, also, um, my uh, R I P. My mentions after a Bowie goal. I'm not even gonna read them. Oh yeah, people. I'm gonna tell people to go tweet tweet at you. Oh, it took a couple deflections off an L A player. Yeah, he's like. Eighth on the team in scoring. <laughs> Brad, when a defenseman all no, we're not doing this. It's funny when a defenseman's it's supposed sad. to be playing defense, and then all he does is try playing offense. How far away from like the legitimate is his Madison Bowie an upgrade at fourth wi- fourth line right wing over Justin Locator? Ah, uh, we haven't seen him there. I genuinely <laughs> think people often overrate when uh, defensemen play. Um, not everybody is Brent Burns. No. Or Brendan Smith. No. Even Well, even Brendan Smith. Like, I think he's hot and cold. Yes. Uh, that's well, all I got. I need someone else to take over for me while I uh, make this gif of Madison Bowie scoring. At well, Uber. that's
0: a very selfish thing of you to do right now.
1: Yeah, well, you have to boost your uh, Evan Lob speaker.
0: Hey, I hit 2,000, by the way
1: did you yeah oh man ding 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 ding. guys it's not even we have half a month left and we hit all of our twitter goals we had 3500 with the podcast account brad and i hit 3000 and evan hit 2000
0: i don't want to say i'm a social media influencer that's for everyone else to decide i mean you don't have a check if you want to buy if you want to get slim and trim like me you can buy some protein world (laughs) no free ads (laughs) use use
1: code i totaled my car for 10 percent more on your order yeah thank you td insurance well, yeah, no free ads, and there you are trying to, you
0: know, solicit your your insurance adjuster. That's not even me. That's Catherine. I have nothing to do with this. Just my fleece is on the line. <laughs> oh, freaking fleece! I'm sorry to keep talking about it, but she. <laughs> so she told the guy the guy at TD on the phone, and he was just like, "Oh, he's like, we'll definitely get that and That's property loss." I was like, "Woo, let's go!" Oh, did you get your winters? Oh, they comp your winter tires too like if they're if they're broken or the rims are broken yeah they throw that on as well Just be like, we couldn't find one of them. It just kept rolling down the road. My Gucci uh, flip-flops went flying, and we just couldn't find them in the river. So if you could throw those on as well, that'd be great. (laughs) No, they'd
1: be like, oh, sorry, we're actually fining you $500 for owning Gucci flip-flops. Yeah, they should. Uh, So the Red Wings won against the Jets, won against the Canadians, unless something crazy happens. They're about to lose to the Kings. Uh, And then they got Columbus on Tuesday before we speak again. Um, So, yeah, the, the lottery's going great. Yeah, Adam brought us up, and he was like, those guys just sound sad. He's like, you got to just enjoy the tank. And it's like, you know what? I listened. I was like, you know what? I like that reminder because we are preaching to people to enjoy the tank. But I think we're wearing a lot of these losses in our hearts. So this was a good weekend for us. It was just,
0: you know how hard it is to lose 12 games
1: in a row? Okay. If anyone does know, it's Leafs fans. I, I forget what it was. The, the One of the games Detroit was getting pumped. And I know that doesn't narrow it down. But I just posted that after the whoever scored against the Red Wings, I just posted the David Tennant looking sad in the rain Yeah. gif and Steve was the first one to comment on it just saying don't worry buddy you'll get through it like just like that good friend being supportive there yeah <laughs> yeah because he's been through it he knows what they know what it's like and look at their Austin Matthews now if we can get an Austin Matthews out of it that'd be sweet Did, that, w- were makes- they
0: an 18.5 chance team though
1: Yeah, it was pretty close.
0: I think it was the same system. Oh, please God. But
1: no, though they came in lower. They weren't the highest probability. No, they were dead last when they got Matthews. Are you sure?
0: Yeah. Wasn't it, was it Marner? No, they didn't know. Marner, they got it
1: fourth. Neilander they got it like eighth. Yeah, Marner, they got it fourth. Marner fell to them at fourth. Riley, they got it fifth. Was Riley that high? Yeah. So we're now, we're now firmly in uh, Lafrenier-Byfield, Raymond- I, Listen, hate, I, I hate that there's like in my mind a clear-cut top three you have no idea how much that bothers me oh yeah. you have to win one of the lottery balls just to get one of those three unless someone goes off the board and lets one of them fall which isn't gonna happen
0: Tampa Bay Lightning with the first overall pick it's possible right now
1: is it not possible right now that Tampa Toronto and like Montreal could all get
0: lottery I think picks? Montreal's ahead of uh stop that ahead of those two teams right now.
1: Uh, yeah. So 2015, 2016 would have been the year and yeah, you're right. Toronto was dead last. Yeah. Uh, Edmonton was second last. That's what it was. I remember people were scared that they were going to get on. They picked as well. fourth and picked pool party. Yeah. Fun draft. Yeah. So the Red Wings are, we're, we're firmly, uh, in the territory that we need to be to kind of hope for the best for, uh, prospects. Uh, I'm glad those two wins happen. Cause I, Kind of was going to start uh, looking for Steve Eiserman's number and saying, "Hey, Stevie, whether we're last by one point or by one hundred points, we're gonna we're gonna have the same probability. So maybe let's try to wrap this up a little
0: bit. Needed some reprieve from twelve straight losses. Do you think Jeff Blashill's relieved? I, you know Probably. what? I don't even know. Probably. I would. You know, winning equals good for a coach's tenure.
1: It is. I mean, that's a very simple answer there, but." You, if you try to think of the offline conversations that have happened between Blashill and, and um, Eiserman, where Eiserman came in and said, Hey, I know you've been dealt a shit hand. Here's what I need from you for you to be on board. You tell me if you're in or not. If you're not, that's fine. And, you know, Blashill says, Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to one day having a team with good players on
0: it. And, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's the tinfoil hat theory. It's so hard to say because he's in such a. Uniquely bad situation. Um, The fact that he lasted through a twelve-game losing streak says a lot. Yeah, you know the fact that he's lasted through the whole start of the season and now a twelve-game losing streak.
1: He is not going anywhere this year.
0: There's been what five coaches fired, six coaches fired this season, and he's still here. That means he's still here until the end of the year. He's not moving. And you know what? Like, who's the best coach out there right now? Peter DeBoer. That's available. That's in the circle. Like if you're Montgomery.
1: Well, I mean. (laughs) Do you really hire a guy who committed material acts of unprofessionalism?
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people in good positions and uh, jobs who have
1: a That was more of a commentary on the fact that we still don't know. I don't know how we don't. Jim Montgomery got fired for not putting winners on his car. Jim Montgomery.
0: Well, he should be driving a better car than a Chevy Malibu. No free ads.
1: (laughs) That actually is a really good one. Doesn't put winners on his car. Uh, Jim Montgomery. Let me see. What's another crazy one that he would do? Um, Jim, Jim Montgomery makes uh, poutine with shredded cheese instead of cheese curds. Oh. Jim Montgomery eats his cereal dry. Yeah, oh, I eat
0: my cereal dry.
1: There we go. That's the one.
0: Wow. Dude, I hate soggy cereal. It is disgusting. Just eat it in time. I I can't. I want to. What are you, there
1: Crystal? Putting ten gallons of milk for two pieces of Fruit Loops?
0: No, I just don't do it. I'll, <laughs> I have, thi- I'll have a glass of milk in my cereal. But I just hate mushy cereal. For
1: for those of you who are wondering why this episode is just so wily and all over the place, it's like 9.30 at night right now. It's been a crazy weekend with all the holiday stuff. I think I've driven 700 miles today. This is the best we can do right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, okay. I'm trying to keep up with two games on my phone right now. I as knew I'm you were looking at the Bills game. Yeah, yeah. It's not going well. Good. Good. That's what you get. Um. So the Red Wings have the Blue Jackets, and then a three day break before Toronto on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Woo! Is Toronto relieved that they are not going to be the ones to possibly uh, end Detroit's losing streak? No, they probably wanted that opportunity. For being honest, really? Why would they want that opportunity? Because they definitely would have <laughs> choked, and they definitely that would have gone terrible. They would have had to have fired uh, Chief Keith Someone uh, posted on our subreddit actually, um, and said. What's with this whole Chief Keef thing? Don't worry. It's just us being stupid. I don't even notice anymore that I don't call him Sheldon Keef. I've accidentally called him Chief Keef since we made the joke the first time. I thought time. the
0: whole internet was doing that. Hey,
1: we are, but we've also we've said it so much we've not said Sheldon Keef. Has anybody started producing the Keef's briefs yet? Or yeah, I think are so. Are they waiting on me still? <laughs> They'll be waiting a while. Because, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Let's do a little standings update. So, no. uh, yeah, Washington's leading the Metro with... Um, Islanders and Carolina behind them. Uh, second place in the Atlantic right now would get you uh, outside of a uh, playoff spot. Otherwise, <laughs> it would be you what would be outside you would be, be pre- outside pre- of a
0: Sixth? wild card spot. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah.
1: So uh, second wild card is better than second in the Atlantic. Yes. So Buffalo second. Buffalo is second in the Atlantic right now. Montreal uh, is behind them, and then Toronto is not too far back. Now is Tampa Bay or Florida. Uh, Ottawa and Detroit are firmly out of the hunt, very obviously. League overall standings, let's do some lottery division standings. Uh, Bottom five are uh, Ottawa, Chicago, LA, New Jersey, and Detroit. Um, Detroit with 21 points and uh, 35 games played, actually, after tonight's loss. New Jersey, 25 points and 32 games played, and LA has, I think, 31 points now. So Detroit... Has a pretty firm grasp on those sweepstakes. You guys want to do a -a tankathon? Why not? Let's Let's do a -a tankathon. I'm
0: doing one as well.
1: All right. You guys pull that up. I'll do mine. Uh, I'm going to sim it once. We're going to do a mock draft style, sim the lottery. And oh, no. (laughs) What did you do? Toronto wins the draft lottery. I I honestly will not. Out
0: of here. I won't watch hockey for this. Alexi
1: Lafreniere quitting Byfield to. columbus Like against lucas raymond and then at, that's at third presumably and then detroit would draft fourth at which point i think Eisenman would just get out there and stick up both middle fingers to the entire crowd
0: <laughs> mine's not much better
1: <laughs> who won yours
0: anaheim toronto new jersey oh uh, no man. new jersey they've had enough no are we the Oilers now? That's what they're saying.
1: They have a Taylor Hall. If they trade him, they lose their right to pick first overall. Did you do yours, Brad? No, I'm going to do it now. Let's, so I'm our saving grace? Yeah. Well, well, mine's better, but still sucks. Where do they draft? Detroit? Yeah. Fourth. Oh, God. But it's Ottawa, Columbus, Ottawa.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's unreal for Ottawa. <laughs> pick three
1: teams where under no circumstance can they win the draft lottery. Toronto, Toronto, and Toronto. Toronto, Chicago. <clears throat> Tampa. New
0: Jersey. Oh, yeah, New Jersey. It's I, tough. I, New, Tampa absolutely does not deserve it, and they are should be embarrassed where they are in the standings right who's, now.
1: Who's that team on the cusp of being good that's actually pretty good but will probably just miss the playoffs and bounce up like when Carolina got Svechnikov? Who's going to be that team Chicago. this year? Chicago. Florida?
0: Oh, that would be bad. I
1: feel like Florida will be the Carolina this year. They'll like miss the playoffs by like, two points and then win.
0: Uh,
1: it's, it could be anybody in the Atlantic, really. If he's Florida is a good team, right? Like you yeah, don't care, have that amount of talent, and then the Atlantic's just funny, right?
0: The now. only team that I'm certain will make the playoffs is Boston right now. Yeah, if well, you can like, see Buff, if, or Buffalo go on a real slide. They could very well be in the lottery mix again.
1: I'm, I'm, I think I can still say pretty confident, confidently, Tampa will make the playoffs just because of how many games they have in hand.
0: Yeah, and you know
1: what? The, the Tampa's a notoriously weird team. They go on these weird streaks, but they always seem to pull it together when they need to.
0: Well. Columbus begs to differ, but...
1: um, The Red Wings rally cat, actually, I just realized, lost for the first time. Yeah, on the subreddit, there's... Uh, I can't remember the... It was uh, a short I, time, I but a good time. I can't read that subreddit anymore, the, the takes on there. Are just, anyways, so has Taylor Hall been traded yet? No, Taylor Hall has not been traded yet.
0: Tell me if you've ever heard this before. Mm. Coyotes are the front runner for insert player name here.
1: Yeah, if it's anybody over a third liner, yeah, this is a first. Who are they going to give up? Because they don't want to give up Soderstrom, right? I think there
0: was Uh, someone named Ball. Kevin Ball. Was one of their prospects, and that was like who they were kind of debating over. They would probably have to throw in a first-round pick with
1: him. You have to understand that this is not guaranteed like you don't we don't know the conditions it may if it's a trade and then with an understanding of an extension the moment he gets traded then that's one thing but as of right now we don't have that information so we have to assume you're trading for a rental taylor hall who could leave will taylor hall want to live in the desert i mean he lived in edmonton so
0: yeah after <laughs> one's a hot desert and one's a cold desert. yeah
1: <laughs> after the media attention he's received over the course of his career i think so. a little anonymity would do him good um I think that's a guy who wants to go and play playoff hockey. I think that's all he cares about. Hey, and Arizona's a good bet for that right now. They're a good bet for that right now. Does he have belief that they'll do that long term? Because they certainly don't have that pedigree.
0: I think they're trending in the right direction. They have a lot of very interesting pieces, and they're getting really good goaltending right now.
1: And that's why Hall to Arizona could be so interesting, because Arizona has two starting-caliber goaltenders. New Jersey has zero.
0: They have negative goals. They actually owe the league starting
1: goalies. The The other destinations for Taylor Hall, Colorado, I think, fell through. Um, no, nah, not yet. Like, this is one of those things nobody knows anything. They're just guessing. If I saw one more tweet, I forget who it was. Someone tweeted, and it blew up. Nothing's imminent on Taylor Hall, but trades are, like, really picking up. It may happen in the next 24 hours. It may not. And, like, he was serious about it. And then the entirety of the internet parodied that tweet by saying, Hey, Taylor Hall may be in five minutes. He also might not be. More at 11. It was... It, it I hate this because, obviously... New Jersey keeping Taylor Hall out of the lineup means, yeah, they're they're working hard to get him gone. For sure. But it doesn't mean that it's going to happen right here to this team, X team, Y team. Do you think anybody actually knows who's contacting? It's all speculation saying, well, this team, this team, this team, and this team makes sense. So if we can look at it and go, yeah, it makes sense for Dallas or Colorado or Arizona to trade for Taylor Hall. Do you know who else is going to understand that it makes sense for them to trade for Taylor Hall? Dallas, Arizona, or Colorado it's all nonsense
0: and them pushing out to say oh um the coyotes are front running team and it's just coming down to prospects that's another way for them to generate some urgency from other teams yeah balk at that and be like, oh okay we got to get in on this and we'll throw in this prospect and it kind of creates this knee-jerk reaction they hope they can catch a team sleeping on their prospects or who's going to be involved in that trade
1: yeah Evan's exactly right. Do you know who leaked the information about Arizona being the frontrunner?
0: Probably Arizona. New Jersey. Oh, well, that as well.
1: You know, I, I love and appreciate the big names, the, the Bob McKenzie's and the uh, Elliott Friedman's and all of them uh, who are always kind of reputable and usually the first of the punch, like LeBron. Uh, they're genuine insiders. It's not like a guy who got a tip one time and then all of a sudden he's, you know, people are turning to him and sometimes they're like... Um, Oh, I don't know, but here's something that I've heard. They might drum something up or they might like actually just not know or you know, one in 10 times they'll be right but the rest of their takes are just like, you know, Josh Ho Sang, uh, should be, you know, uh, captain of the Islanders right now or just weird crap like that. Is like that a shot at us quite possibly. When <laughs> you don't know if you're insulting yourself. But those guys are genuine insiders, but there's times where you see this information come out how you guys have described like just a lot of nothingness and you're like this isn't for us right like this is all part of the game like this is people carrying water this is people saying hey thank you for all the access you've given me on other stories here's me doing you a favor by leaking this story or pushing this narrative to help you drive this price or that kind of thing also
0: people just throw anything at the wall for clicks and likes and interaction as well that's Part of the game.
1: It makes me feel, all of this makes me feel dumber and dumber for us not breaking the Eisman news when we could have. Yeah, we could have been wrong. We thought, oh, we had it. Like we had it before everybody else. And we're like, no, we can't post it because it it doesn't come. If it doesn't come to fruition, it ruins our reputation. Nobody will ever listen to us again. Apparently that's not true (laughs) We should just start doing it It's it's been a while since we've made up a trade rumor Do you have one on the go Brad? Uh, Give me two teams Uh, Colorado, New Jersey (laughs) Damn I almost could have done Kerfoot for Will Butcher (laughs) But they (laughs) traded Kerfoot Uh, Okay Arizona, New Jersey I got one Colorado, New Jersey You want to do Arizona? Arizona? You can do Arizona I don't care Arizona, New Jersey? Sure All right, Jacob Chickren for Miles Wood why would why would Arizona do that? Because I'm just making up bullshit, Ryan.
0: <laughs> you imagine they're like trade announced between New Jersey and, and Phoenix, and everyone's like, "Oh, or Arizona." Everyone gets all horned up. If, oh yeah, it's Jacob Titterin and Miles Wood. <laughs> If, one for one <laughs> if trade was one for one if there's
1: any teams in the nhl that actually do that so let's say arizona and new jersey agreed on a taylor hall deal but like 12 hours before they announced it, they just swapped like minor leaguers so everybody got saw new jersey arizona made a trade it's you know minor leaguer a for minor league b and everybody's like oh and then like when new jersey arizona trade po- trade pops up in their feed like 12 hours later, they're just like, oh, it's just the AHL. Wait, Taylor Hall for who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just need a. L- Those would instantly become my next two favorite teams in the league.
0: They need to lead with the prospects and the picks being traded and then yeah. the, the all-star players. Uh, I'm, look, I Sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah, they just add two minor leaguers to that trade as well just to put them in the lead. With parting
0: pieces, <laughs> Taylor Hall and Jacob <laughs> Uh I said
1: the trade is one for one, and that reminded me of Robbie Fabry. So there's one thing I want to talk about. <coughs> uh, we're getting more and more of these questions. So a very early analysis, if we may. On we have the attention span of goldfish on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> well for this episode like what else has happened right the red wings won a couple times we talked about it the dina scored it was amazing okay oh well, let's do some fun let's do some fun okay. We're, let's finish the taylor okay. hall conversation okay yeah yeah, you do that where's he end up make your prediction guess right your entire reputation is re- arizona arizona okay
0: pittsburgh oh i like they're it. hot right now oh. without their three centers I have and no idea who they have anything for, that's but. a stroke of confidence for a gm when Who you is see jim rutherford gonna give up anymore yeah i don't even know what they have we it's- have a first round pick in 20 years we'll give to you <laughs> uh we'll give you like we'll i don't know retroactively give you some
1: of Malcolm's goals we don't need them all something like that you ready for this my my made-up trade on the spot yeah taylor hall is going to be traded straight up for or for a pick and jordan Cairo. He's going to St. Louis. Okay, yeah, I can dig that. Um, do you think he's traded with any understanding Or any agreement for an extension Or do you think it's a pure rental And they have to see in the offseason Well the last bit of news from the insiders Was that uh, teams have not yet been given right To negotiate with okay. Hall So as of now it's going to be a rental And I, if New Jersey doesn't give teams right They're holding him out of games So they're actively trying to trade him If they don't give the other teams right to negotiate They're dumb because maximize your value You ain't keeping him I imagine it'll come soon I think they're just trying to see what they can get first Before they open up that door yeah. Or they might have a pretty firm understanding From Hall's camp to say I will sign with these teams I can't wait till this news breaks Like 30 minutes after we post this episode Oh, of course Because after last episode uh, Last episode it was It Gets Worse And then Zadina had three points Hironik scored the nicest empty net goal of all time yeah. From behind his own net Fired it into the stratosphere And it came down and
0: never touched the ice Yes He literally shot that from the next county over just to clarify, there was supposed to be a question mark at the end of that episode. It gets worse. Was there? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was Wait, a joke. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for who I am, Evan. I know.
1: Uh, to, and just to show you how nice that um, Hironic goal was, um, that was a vastly more popular video than Zadina's goal. Hironic's empty net goal. Was like ten times as popular as the Zadina goal. Yeah, well that might have been the nicest empty net goal ever scored. That thing, not just your version of it. That thing was making its rounds. Oh yeah, it was everywhere. And it was a gorgeous goal. You sh- He shot that. I went. That's the best player in the Red Wings right now. I I love it too because even when you the celebration, he has this look of surprise. Bernier comes out of his net to join the little hugging session, and then you just lip read Philip Ronick going, "What happened?" yeah it was amazing everything about that entire goal was perfect i love that that was awesome that was a good way to cap off the game it was a really good it was a really cool window into like everyone was paying attention to detroit at that moment and it was nice to just show them how nice our uh, Ronick is it's like hey not lots is going uh well for us but uh, our phillips are good yeah because you know how much i was dying during the end of that losing streak with the constant stream of jokes five nhl coaches have been fired since the red wings last win yeah that kept coming yeah, none of them were the Red Wings coach Anyways uh, Yeah, okay, uh, Red Wings RFA is coming up That's something that Brad uh, That last point irritated me <laughs> What point? The five NHL coaches being fired Anthony Mantha Andres you, Tyler Bertuzzi, Adam Ernie, Robbie Fabry Brendan Perlini, Christopher N Madison Bowie, those are all the RFAs coming up for the Red Wings Okay what are we doing? Like uh is this like a Mary F. Kill type deal no, or no. all right, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna go through and you both say yes or no to whether or not we re-signed them. Mantha. Yes. Yes. Athena see you. Yeah. Yes. Hot take he's traded. Um Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. Yes. Adam Ernie. No.
0: Mm, yes. Robbie Fabry. Yeah. Wait. you were saying, if we want to or we think... We think they will.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Fabry, yes. So far, all my answers have lined up with what I think will happen. Brendan Perlini. Uh, Yes and yes. Yeah, and I think we'll get him cheap. Christopher N. I wouldn't, but I think he will be. I agree with Brad. Madison Bowie. Yeah and yeah. He's good depth, even if he's bad depth.
0: Yeah. And he, he's he's going to go through waivers and clear every single time, so why not? What do you
1: offer Tyler Bertuzzi at this point? Four and a half. He will not take four and a half million dollars. I think he might have to take four and a half. If he's on a cold streak right now, He's, he's not. he might not finish this season over 50, 55 points. He just now. got another point tonight. Yeah, but I'm just saying. He's I, the Red Wings' leading scorer right now. That won't last. You know it as well as I do. Uh, and everybody knows he's a complimentary player a great complimentary player I offer him four and a half he probably counters at six and if you settle somewhere around Franz Nielsen money I think that's a win for everybody involved yeah Dep- sure. depending on the term yeah Asterix you don't want to end up in another applicator scenario no you don't, you don't give him eight years right people have to uh, uh, depends what the cap it comes in if he wants to come in around four four and a half million dollars I'll absolutely give him eight years because he is better than just an applicator ever was. Um, and he's also not, what, was 29 when he signed that, Bertuzzi's 24, 25? So it's a bit different. It's a bit different. We know we're going to get some good years out of... Because Advocator's contract wouldn't be as horrendous as it is if it ended when he was 33 and we had those 20 goal seasons in that contract. But he, we didn't get any of that. Um... But, yeah, I, he's a guy I try to keep short-term. Same with Athanasiou. I don't think I'd want to go more than five years on either of them, given the option. Robbie Fabry. Yeah, I would sign him. And I would probably give him three-point something on a, a mid-term level contract, so three-ish years. Let's say he finishes the season with 60 points. He's not going to finish the season with Let's 60 points. Let's say he points. does, though. Let's say he finishes with 60 points. Four by four? You think he'd sign that? No. Uh, After the way his career has gone and he's basically been on league minimums for a bit, yeah, or close to, yeah, I could see him considering it. If Fabry outscores Bertuzzi, does Fabry have to have a bigger contract than Bertuzzi? No, because Bertuzzi's got another season under his belt of doing this more recently than Fabry does. Okay. I'm just, I'm not questioning any of these decisions. I just kind of want to start exploring that subject because it's, uh, I think from a production standpoint, if we're looking at the long term of both Fabry and Bertuzzi, I think they'll be close. Yeah, I think Bertuzzi fills a role that Fabry can't. I have a little more faith in Fabry creating offense when he's away Mm -hmm. from stars versus Bertuzzi. Um, But yeah, from a production standpoint, they'll be pretty close. It's just Bertuzzi has a better track record right now. He's been more consistent because right now we can't put any faith in Robbie Fabry's knee. One last point before we head into overtime. Uh, I'm just so excited for the World Juniors. It's just going to be so nice to watch Red Wings prospects and prospects that we can actually be excited about in the draft. I think someone had a really cool tweet or point wherever I saw it that if every Red Wing that looks like they're projected to be on the team right now actually is on the team, there will not be a game played in these World Juniors that doesn't involve a Red Wing. That's amazing. I love that. I, like. Is
0: there, is there two teams that get um, promoted or just one? Uh, promoted,
1: relegated. I think it's just... It's one. Germany, right, this year? Germany's up this year, so Sider will be in the tournament. So no
0: one else... So they only do one up, one down? I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that. I honestly do not remember. I think it's two. I was going to say, who do we have on Kazakhstan? <laughs> no, but it, like, if there's probably
1: a team or two in the tournament that we don't... There are, yeah, have, we but don't have they'll play. they will be plenty. They can't play; right. they're in different divisions, so they can't play each other. So, yeah, 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 a Red Wing will be in every game. I mean, they have Ascar because right? we have, we have, yes, <laughs> we have Canada, the U.S., Finland, Sweden, Germany. Yeah, all with Red Wings on it. So that's five. That's a good amount. So there might be a couple games where there's no Red Wing, but like most of them, there will be. We're gonna get into overtime. Uh, which for this episode of the winged wheel podcast is brought to you by motor city garages. They're a family owned and operated business servicing Metro Detroit. They do garage flooring cabinets, overhead racks, wall storage, and everything to do with your car. Enough of the messy garages. Everyone is sick of walking through. It's time to turn it into something useful, whether you like to work on your car or if you'd like an organized space, we have you covered three d designs, a lifetime warranty and helping all of your Phillips fill those nets. Motor city garages, park in style. Uh, We're going to head over to Patreon we have a few comments there haroon khan says hey guys i don't know if you listen to steve dangles podcast Yeah, he's a friend uh but he had one segment which gave me a lot of relief being a red wings fans oh and he he uh and he mentioned you guys too this podcast is definitely growing fast i randomly overheard two dudes at my university talking about you guys as well yeah that's exciting casual conversation we've made it there uh, um anyway so do you think Zadina is going to stay up for the year because our second power play unit looks so much better We didn't even talk about the contract. Oh, my God. We didn't do it. How did we not talk? Well, this is our topic now. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it was one of our, like, we don't, we're like, what do we talk about before the episode? I don't know. There was some games and Taylor Hall stuff. Oh, and Zadina played his 10th game. It was literally the main point. Yeah. And, okay. Anyways, Philip Zadina is likely going to stay up for a good amount of the season because they just burned his ELC. So games played no longer matters towards anything with Philip Zadina. Yeah. Contract this year of his ELC is now burned. So, for those of you who are wondering, the Red Wings slid his ELC with his entry-level contract, which means they pretty much put off starting it for a year. It's a three-year contract uh, last season. This season, because of his age, when he signed his entry-level contract, they had the option of doing that again. The way you do that is by not playing them for more than nine games, which is why we only saw Zadina for nine games last season. This season, uh, they have, as of this LA game, which Zadina scored in, uh, that was his 10th game, which means his entry-level contract has now kicked in. Merits to sliding it, you, ha- you can put off having to pay those players and you have a talented player at very cheap which helps you build a contending roster that's for a team that's going to contend and gives you a longer window to evaluate said player and hand out next contract with a little more certainty merits to burning it sooner you can get them on their next uh post rfa or post entry level contract sooner in their career which means they might not have developed as much because now with the last couple of years the rfa market is different restricted free agents can now make a lot more money that's how the market's been set so if you have zadina at you know 50 percent of his potential at age 20 whatever signing his first rfa contract it'll be much cheaper than if you have to sign him a year later where all of a sudden he potted 40 goals and 30 assists, and you have to, that's a much more significant contract. So that's the merits. I think we were all in favor of burning that ELC year, so um, that's super huge. It uh, doesn't mean he's going to not stay up uh, or not go back down. He could still be sent back down pretty easily. The 41 game mark is still a little relevant because once he goes past that number, he is... Uh, Burning one year of UFA eligibility, which means he will get to that number sooner. Mm -hmm. So by delaying that, although uh, depending, he's 20 now, so that might not matter because it kicks in at 27. So... Yeah, the rules are very particular, and I just have we have yeah. to go back and dive. So, into if, it. assuming he is young enough, which I think he is, and that is relevant because it would be his first official year towards unrestricted free agency. If he plays 39 games and then goes back to Grand Rapids for the playoff run and the stretch run and whatever, then his UFA eligibility gets pushed back a year, which is honestly what I think is going to happen. He'll probably play max games, get sent back, get reacclimated with Grand Rapids for a playoff push. Uh, also, what's the plan for Abdelkader and Nielsen? I can see Helm being re signed, but what about DeKaiser? Thanks again, guys. Let's go, Red Wings. Uh, DeKaiser's contract lasts forever, so he doesn't matter. Uh, so Helm's bad. still got time left. And Nielsen and Abdul-Kader, there is no plan. We just have to suffer through it. If either of Abdelkader and Nielsen get. uh, I mean, a compliance buyout is essentially the, their best hope right now, but because. That's not coming. Because the new uh, uh, CBA got pushed so far down the road, it's not as helpful. If either of them get moved out without a bio it'll be a miracle from Eisenman Christian Milner says last night I went to the game against the Canadians and it was an amazing experience seeing that atmosphere especially compared to how the LCA has been since the team moved there what are the best arenas you guys have all been to uh, Bell Center is one of mine up there um, I don't know I loved loved everything about Madison Square Garden except it was a morgue the fans were pretty dead at the game I was at I um, Buffalo was pretty good. Fans got drunk enough to keep it entertaining. Unique answer, the big house for the winter classic. That was wild. Uh Ralph Wilson Stadium for Pittsburgh Buffalo's outdoor game was unreal. I'm so tired of this guy and his bills. Dude, that was a That's hell all of a hear about I didn't even did I even use the word bills in there once. No, you said Buffalo. I said Buffalo. You like said Ralph Wilson. I know thing. I know where
0: that stadium it's is. It's like subliminal messaging. Um
1: Kyle Wasserberger says hey guys I've been busy with school so I haven't been able to comment much but I want to drop in and say how cool it's been to see this podcast grow over the past couple of years. I remember when the list of name sponsors was only three names long and now it takes Ryan five minutes at the end of every episode to read them all. Congrats to you guys you deserve it with all the work you guys put in even Evan. That means a lot man thank you uh, you've been here for a long time and that means uh, a ton to us It's it's so cool for us so yeah we really appreciate it um here's my draft lottery question when evaluating Lafreniere versus Byfield how do you balance the concern that Byfield is just dominating because of his physicality with the fact that he's also a whole year younger with Lefrenier? than Lafreniere I know we don't want another loss in Kraut so I'm curious for your thoughts also the fact that Evan has the most reasonable chocolate preferences is concerning orange chocolate is disgusting and mint chocolate is delicious keep fighting the good fight Evan
0: I will try my best.
1: You guys are sleeping on orange chocolate, man. That's yeah, that was a bad it's take.
0: Disgusting.
1: It's I. I like
0: it. Do you know what? Do you know what else is not good?
1: Dipping your chocolate in mouthwash.
0: I don't like mint chocolate either. I love mint chocolate. I think it's just Ryan who's a sicko. Mm. <laughs> uh, this
1: whole uh, Byfield maybe just dominating because of his physicality and his size.
0: He actually has unreal talent. He,
1: yeah, he is talent. This is what makes scouting hard. You have to notice the intricacies of the game because people are arguing. Like it's a it's a valid argument. Well, look at Lafreniere in the queue this year. He's dummying, but he is a full year older than Byfield. So you have to look at Lafreniere's second, uh, sorry, 17-year-old year in the queue, where he also absolutely dominated. So had he was in last year's draft, he probably would have been the first or second overall pick, either him or Hughes. So this isn't coming out of left field. He's not a late bloomer. Same with Byfield. He had a huge rookie year in the OHL. So this second year is no surprise. Um Again, it's, it's scouting. There's things you have to pick out that players can do that other players cannot. And you have to determine whether it's because of size or this or that or whatever.
0: I, I'm pretty pr- quick with a guy who's projected to go in the top three. Yeah. Because you watch them play and they just see things that other players at, at their um, compete level. So like at the junior level. They just don't have or they just don't do. You'll Like see them make a pass or something very small and it's just like, wow.
1: Yeah. Hunter Saunders says, just wanted to say hi in that Liverpool are top of the league. That's a well argued and astute point. Uh, also, Zadina showing that two way game he talked about when we drafted him makes me a happy boy. Lastly, I think Giovanni Smith could be a solid bottom six guy for us based on the strides he's taking this year in Grand Rapids and how he looked in Detroit. He's got little flashes of playmaking, such as the setup for Velan's first the other night, and his skating is improving. That is all. Yeah, you know what? I'm all for if they want to throw Giovanni Smith as that you know requisite bottom six guy. Yeah, why not? He can't be worse than any of the three players we currently have on the fourth line.
0: He doesn't. He seems like he has a pulse. So that's key. And he seems boarded. like he wants to be there. Also a key. So grit, why not grit per sixties. super. And high. he is not afraid to to drop the gloves, which is a refreshing thing. He, he'll in chuck times the, of need, he'll chuck the nucks and he'll win most of those. Yeah, even even Mantha drops
1: the gloves and wins most of his fights. Garrett TV says hockey amigos. Apparently Ryan threatening to not shave is exactly what this team needed. What's the next? Ryan doesn't shave until prop bet. Oh, what's our next one? Ryan doesn't shave until. Ablocator scores. Mm, it's oh a no. more fun than that. Uh, that might be the toughest one. Uh, Franz, Franz Nielsen, Nielsen scores. How about that? All right. After I trim my beard, I will not shave again until
0: Franz Nielsen scores a goal. What if he retires? <laughs> then is the, the bet nullified? Nope. Have to wait till,
1: <laughs> like
0: send him a DM like, Franz, I really need you to come please mate. retirement. <laughs> do me a favor, pal. Uh
1: okay, yeah, so a Franz Nielsen goal. Um I propose not shaving until we win three straight or until someone gets a hat trick or until John Keating stops saying weird shit. He uh, man, he blocked me on Twitter. I can't see half the stuff he says. I don't follow him on Twitter, so I wouldn't know. Uh thoughts also how many backflips did Brad do when the Letter Kenny season eight trailer dropped? Thanks for always getting pucks deep. Keep your sticks on the ice and let's go Red Wings.
0: Is that you know what? I, re- I need to interject. Yeah, if we're talking about TV, I've never been hyped for a TV show before until The Witcher. That's oh yeah, Netflix. Witcher looks so good.
1: Witcher yeah. has all Game of Thrones fans who are just like absolutely devastated by that seeming pile of garbage of season eight.
0: And I don't think it'll be anything like Game of Thrones. And people will try and compare it to Game of Thrones. Um,
1: the Witcher's like
0: hardcore. Oh yeah. yeah, and in the books, A Witcher especially. The main character is is typically supposed to be very unliked, so it'll be very interesting to see this, like, hero-anti-hero thing. Yeah. Um, All right,
1: I've never seen any of the trailers. Sell me, Evan.
0: uh, Do you like Game of Thrones style? Like, very... Fantasy. Fantasy, gory... I can, um, I can mess around with that. So, basically, the hero is a, a monster slayer in, like, medieval setting, we'll say. So, he's old school Constantine, got it. Yeah, but he also has, like, magical properties about him. Like, he's a mutated human, basically. Um, okay. And he is a bounty hunter who is conceived as not a good person, but he does have some leanings towards a moral objective. Um, so, he just... He bounces back and forth and it's like, you can't, you don't really know, is he good? Is he bad? Um, he does good things. He does bad things. Um, and hes he smashes a lot of women.
1: <laughs> okay. That sounds, the anti-hero is such a, such a hard line to walk though.
0: It is. Also, the guy who is the the main character, um, he was Superman. Henry Cavill?
1: Yeah. Cavill? Oh, really? Cavill? I love Henry Cavill. And he
0: actually is super into the Witcher video games. Did he so have a mustache? No. Mm. So uh yeah, if there's anybody who's who's going to try and blow, uh, hit this one out of the park, it's him. So just watch a trailer. It looks really good. Okay.
1: I'll give, it a, I'll give it a shot, but uh, Cavill shaved his, abandoned the mustache, much like Evan. Joseph Delia says, Sup, my mm-hmm. dudes. So pumped for this episode to hear some positive things. So where do you guys think Hall will end up? Oh, we already did that one. Uh, if the Wings keep playing decent, and with uh, Mantha and Athena to see you back, how long do you expect Sadina to stay up? Thank you. Um, 39 games. Yeah. <laughs> Yako Ruta says, Do the Canadians and Jets have to fold now? I mean, they lost to the Red Wings and that team is terrible. Yes, they absolutely do. I'm so happy that I sent that stupid tweet out in the morning about the, the Jets having to move back to Atlanta if they lost because that got a lot of traction after yeah. they came. The Atlanta Thrashers parody, aqua- parody account found it. <laughs> Jeremy Dahl says great job as always guys look, for, look forward to this every week makes in uh, makes this painful season a little less painful nice to know we're all on, in on this together so question for you being new to hockey for me first rebuild I've been through sorry man uh, <laughs> the Red Wings are so bad and we seem to have almost no assets to trade is that just a result of us mortgaging everything we've had to keep the streak alive correct Pretty much <laughs> yeah I mean they have assets right now but not the kind you want it the kind you need to hoard like draft picks and young players yeah. the sends have been bad for a while but they're constantly trading away franchise players like stone carlson and duchene we don't really have anything like this do we how do you see the light at the end of the tunnel do we have some of the assets we need or do we really have to go through a bunch more seasons like this to acquire top four picks well six overall picks um yes and no so you know rebuilds as long as they are like the toughest part is genuinely over because the red wings are now trending in the right direction doesn't mean they're close but they're no longer signing these brutal contracts or mortgaging futures. we're
0: doing the right things now, now I don't think we're. I think we're like three or four drafts away, yeah. unfortunately, Bef- from having any sort of team. Before you see, um,
1: before you see any like big changes, you're not really gonna. Or before you see any big changes, like a lot of things need to happen detroit could squeak into a wild card spot but before you see them become like an actual playoff stanley cup contending team a lot has to change
0: yeah i think one thing that would really help is if one of our picks out of the blue becomes a a, an everyday nhl or like a third rounder, a fourth rounder, someone we had no expectations for maybe a like a tyler bertuzzi um yeah when was the last time detroit had one of those philip ronick
1: the second Se- can, is second round out of nowhere though. I feel like that's still considered a premium pick. Yeah, they haven't really had. They haven't had like a Letzter or a death like, or a Zetterberg was, was, Well, no. Well, it, it doesn't Athen- even have
0: to be to that tier. Like it just could be anybody who fits into the top nine. Was like Athanasio
1: legitimately the last one?
0: What was he drafted?
1: Twenty eleven or twenty twelve in the fourth or fifth round?
0: I want to see. Yeah, maybe. you those are the types of picks or. A, development players prospects that really help your your rebuild and when you, you know look, it's nice to get those first first rounders to hit and as they're typically supposed to but getting those late guys to really come into fruition and maybe exceed what people were thinking of them really helps and when you're looking through the Red
1: Wing system right now all their promising guys were first or second round picks they really don't have yeah. from this past draft there looks like there might be one or two but it's still way too early like Soderblom looks like he might be a player Graven might be a player But yeah, when you're looking at the guys who we drafted late and have now, we've now got a couple of years looks at, I don't think any of them are blowing us away.
0: You know, by year, start of year three, you kind of know what you got in a lot of those late picks. And it's, it'd be nice to have one that really pans out. It's barren at the moment. And that
1: the good news is Detroit's had so many first and second round picks that a lot of them are looking like they're going to pan out, which makes us makes the current situation fine.
0: Yeah, it's a good problem to have.
1: Goes on to say, uh, I want to be optimistic and have faith in Stevie, but maybe this is your chance to shed some positivity on this bleak season. Let's go, Wings. Let's go, Winged Wheel Pod. Thanks again, guys. Big fan and supporter. Can't wait to listen to to this at work tomorrow while I clean up. Thank you, Jeremy. Arjun Shanker says, so about a month ago, I was at an Avs game. I remember that they won the game, but that whole time I was surprised at how bad they were playing. Seemed like on the power play in particular, they would take a uh, couple passes, take a shot, and the rebound would get cleared. So they only had like a few shot attempts at best. I remember being sort of Disappointed because I thought they were playing poorly. Then there was a Red Wings game the next day that I watched, and I realized how bad it could be. The Abs were moving on the power play, even if they didn't pass. They were constantly rotating and creating openings, and the Wings just all kind of stood in one spot, and never forced the defense to move around. The Abs were regularly getting a few tries on net, and the Wings were, weren't even getting in the zone reliably. Long story short, I was watching so much good hockey that I thought good hockey was bad hockey. Then I watched bad hockey, and oh boy, was it bad hockey! Also, quick follow-up on my comment from last time. It started being fun again. Joseph Fournier says, "Do do 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 doo doo-doo, bum-bum-bum. He updated the, the onomatopoeias there. Ryan, okay. you have a lovely singing voice. Thank you, Joseph. Time for the final round of Phase 2, the Athanasiu 1-for-1 trade game. Back to the final group of the list of players you guys, by majority, said you trade Athanasiu 1-for-1 in the first phase. You hear that, Officer Broccoli Rob? You are the GM of each player listed below. Would you trade your player one for one for Ath- Andreas Athanasiu? Thomas Shabbat? No. No. Vi- no. Vitali Kraftsoff? Uh, yes. Uh, I would. If I'm New York, I would. It depends where you think New York is at in their rebuild, where they're. If you think they're good right now, you do it. If you think they're still a couple of years away, you don't. I still think they're a couple of years away, so I wouldn't. Um, Joel Farabee? No. Adam Fox. No. Connor McMichael. No. Ryan Paling. Montreal might, but I'd say no. What's he doing this year? Paling, he's been uh, hurt for most of the season. Oh, yeah.
0: He pales in comparison.
1: Brendan Smith. Just kidding. Uh, Time for a good laugh. Remember this golden nugget from a few episodes ago? Ryan. Stadium jerseys need to be erased from the. Did I say annals of history? <laughs> annals, annals of history? Annals of history? I don't know how to pronounce it Both. <laughs> and this one, too. Ryan, he's got 69 points on the season. Evan, nice. <laughs> you guys are the gift that keeps on giving. It's so great having uh, all three of you here. Thanks for keeping things fresh during this god-awful slump. Two-game winning streak. Woohoo! Stanley Cup wings and four say fresh cheese bags. Someone posted that before the game. Uh, Hassam Al-Kassim says, looks like they're burning the first year of Zidane's contract. Should they consider bringing cider up soon and seeing if he's worth doing the same on? Um... Too much of an unknown to go down that path yet.
0: He's still pretty young. I'd give him at least a full year in Grand Rapids. Also, why don't we
1: talk about the Griffins coach more? They haven't been very good this season. Do we need to fire both coaches at the end of the season? You can be damn certain that Ben Simon's going to get a hard look at the end of this year. Honestly, I haven't had a chance to watch enough Griffins games this year to really form an opinion of whether it's lack of talent or poor coaching schemes. Looking at the Griffins roster relative to the rest of the HL, it makes me very... (laughs) Very much question what Ben Simon is doing because that's a team that should be better than they are. But I can't really give a good opinion without watching,
0: which we'll be doing March 27th and 28th. Yes. Everett. Oh,
1: and then he's, or sorry, Everett Johnson says, Give up one for the rest of your life alcohol, poutine, golfing, or the Red Wings defeating the Penguins. Golfing. Golfing for sure. Sorry, Evan.
0: I give up poutine.
1: Yeah, I'm on the poutine train with that too. Oh, well, sorry. A bunch of sinners. Uh, I appreciate that none of us picked alcohol.
0: <laughs> it was close. I can't drink anymore. I get hung over after like five beers. It's the I, pathetic. You can make it to five without a hangover but well, I'm, I'm already 30s. on the couch ready for bed at that point.
1: Rowan says, good day, dud-duds. As one streak ends for the Red Wings, another is going strong. Noted cop, stars fan, and bad opinion man Rob Crispo is <laughs> just lighting it up with trash takes. Let's take a stroll down memory lane. Rob's unnecessary and completely wrong hatred of Darren Helm continues to bite him in the arse. Did you see Rob cowering from the truth bomb last episode when there was uh, and then was nowhere to be seen to come and chomp down on some humble pie when hashtag elite sniper Darren Hell went in on the breakaway and started the avalanche of goals uh, uh, in that game, which undoubtedly filled the entire team with confidence to go on two game win streak then there is madison bowie hold who, on hold on i'm gonna get that i've was, never ever said i don't like darren helm i actually very much like darren helm the darren helm is elite joke stopped being funny two years ago <laughs> then there's madison bowie who he was funny over oh he has some good skills yeah dummy but he's generally been a disaster which is hashtag bad when most of your job is to stop opposition Wait, yeah no
0: bowie or Anti Bowie.
1: I went pro Bowie and then he shit all over my dreams. <laughs> oh, so enough. now I'm very much anti Bowie.
0: Hey, you know, I'm glad you stuck to your guns. You didn't uh, do any revisionist history. Uh, oh, and last but not least, you wanted
1: Dean in Grand Rapids, you absolute hack. Uh, I still think there's a lot of merit to that based on how this season's going, but now that he's up and we've burned the 10 games, there's no going back. Uh, can't wait to see what uh, out and out horrible takes appear on today's episode. In fact, no, no, I don't. Just get Mel on instead because at least she knows what's up. Heck, maybe even make Evan talk a bit more. It can't be worse. I think it's really good when Evan talks. Saves us a lot of trouble.
0: Exactly. My
1: bad takes are, are kind of drowned out. Jersey time. Rankum. Islanders fisherman jerseys caps eagle jersey and the original mustard cat Nashville jersey oh this one's easy caps Islanders uh, mustard cat yep. yeah that's what i had ding 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 stay fresh cheese bags but not until robin t- issues a formal apology uh matt cheney says hey boys i don't really have a question but i thought i'd spread the word on something positive as you may have heard oscar uh, Lindblom of the flyers was diagnosed with uh, ewing sarcoma a rare bone cancer there's a movement starting with having oscar uh, being voted in as the metro all-star captain as a way of showing him the hockey community is with him in the fight just thought i'd spread the word if we can vote john scott in for the lulls then we can vote in Lindblom for uh good gesture let's show everyone why the hockey community is great thanks for the great pod boys keep it up i'm all for that yeah i'm here for it let's do it that's it scott martin says what's up guys was wondering what your take on the nielsen situation is heading into the next season it gets harder and harder to picture where he fits into the roster Top six pre- s- top six seems pretty set between Glenny, Rass, and Valeno. I don't know where, uh, anywhere that Nielsen becomes a better option at center. Do you guys think it'd be worth to consider buying him out or just ride him out for the next two seasons? You ride it out until you're a contender, and given that <coughs> they're not going to be a contender anytime soon, you just ride it out.
0: Uh, Ryan's put his facial hair on the line on this
1: one. Keep up the great content, boys. Let's go, Red Wings. Dylan Krill says, hey, guys, how much do you think the Red Wings will realistically sign Mantha, Athanasiu, Bertuzzi, and Fabry to? Oh, man, I beat you to the punch. And do you think long-term or bridge? Long-term for Mantha, maybe Bertuzzi-ish. I think Bertuzzi and Fabry, you see shorter-term, Athanasiu. I'm very curious about Athanasiu. My hot take still is that he gets moved. Don't do that, Tamika, please. <laughs> uh, John Evans says, Hey, hello, gentlemen. Greetings from Ohio. Looking at the top two lines potentially for next year and was wondering if the writing is on the wall for CU. Man, we're beating people to these uh, questions. Uh, Mantha Lark Larkin Bertuzzi isn't going anywhere and a potential valeno zadina Fabry line could squeeze him out. He's too talented to be another Darren Helm and though he's been a great option in the third line slash penalty kill, I think it's possible he has more value as a trade chip. maybe to get a three or four defenseman. Thanks, as always, for the great content. Keep up the great work. Uh, the return for him would need to be high to it's justify. Like, like I'm not trading you for a fourth defenseman. Like, those are um, not easy to find, but pretty damn easy to find uh david who i believe is a new patron so welcome to the winged wheel podcast family and if you guys are new patrons let me know so i make sure i don't uh miss saying hi to you time to put on our tinfoil hats and figure out what stevie was doing with the random zadina movement midweek i have it from some not at all reliable sources on twitter that this could have been at a failed trade for hall eisman had all the pieces for the trade and just needed to move zadina down for the temporary roster spot but at the 11th hour it fell through thoughts on this theory i don't really understand how it would even make sense honestly
0: i love that tinfoil hat theory though they're that was uh, that's like four dimensional. I would wasn't even paying attention to that.
1: It it doesn't. There's no cap implications to anything the Red Wings do right now. I don't get it. Nobody uh, understood it. Nobody, the beat writers, the national right, nobody had a clue what was going on. I'm going to say <clears throat> it was a pa- it was a it was a paper move. Like that was confirmed that it was a move that was more transactional. Zadina never even moved towards Grand Rapids. He knew he was coming up the next day. Uh, but what the paper move was for, I'm not sure.
0: I'll buy it. I like something exciting. Yeah. We had a move for Taylor Hall, and it didn't work out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would like it to be true, but I just can't see it being true. Uh, we have some time for some Reddit questions. Uh Cardass R says, How do you guys feel about McElrath? Wasn't able to watch a good portion of that losing streak because of school, thankfully. From what, I've heard, uh, what I hear, he's supposed to give us some toughness and get in fights, but I haven't really seen any of that from the games I was able to watch. That's because... Toughness and being able to get in fights is not a valuable trait in the NHL anymore unless you're actually good at the game of hockey like a Tom Wilson. And at an NHL level, Dylan McLarath is not good at hockey.
0: You can be tough and good at hockey.
1: It's possible. There's lots of players who do it. Look at Ryan Reeves. He's a passable fourth line Evander NHLer. Kane. Yeah. So those those fighting specialists like Dylan McElrath have no place in the NHL anymore. Uh, unless your team is really 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 bad and you can literally plug anybody into that defense and nobody will notice the difference hey that's us we've got some twitter questions lauren says what are you hoping to see development wise from the prospects playing at the world juniors yes all the points and gold medals uh i want to see a tournament mvp i want mo i want mo slider to step onto the national stage and like absolutely light it up
0: joe valeno tournament mvp according to scott wheeler
1: there's a good chance that team canada's um captains group is going to feature two red wings his predictions were joe valeno is going to get the c yeah and McIsaac's going to get an a uh jovel i i said something about joe valeno like dominating at the world juniors and someone goes do you really think a guy who's like minus 22 in the ahl is going to dominate i'm like yeah
0: He's playing in the AHL and now going to play against children. Yeah, he's you going are, to play
1: against kids, where he's dominated before. Yeah, you, uh, you, you are aware if the Grand Rapids Griffin played the best team in the entire CHL, they would win like 15-0. Uh, Kara, oh man, there's mayhem upstairs. We're wrapping up soon. Kara says, this isn't a question, but Ryan, please give me validation on the la Rose goal. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I saw that. I laughed.
1: Oh uh, boy. Um we'll go to some hashtag ask wwps and i always forget to check this hashtag but i think that's a good way to check for questions uh and that's still loading so we'll g- grab another reddit question the magic man 1343 says question for ryan does your family celebrate christmas with a bunch of chaldean food yes if so which one?" hey
0: can i ask you a question yeah if somebody wants to eat i'll just say chaldean food yeah what's uh what's the uh what's the staple
1: dolma those grape leaves those stuffed grape leaves oh yeah those are good yeah i've had those it's not just from. chaldean a lot of like middle eastern food kind of spreads across uh, give me a top three uh dolma um it also has to be readily available oh no no it's readily available. okay yeah just sorry the top three dolma pacha which he mentions there's a lot of like, like stuffed lamb and stuffed meats and like oh yeah it's really get me on board with that yeah some of them are like stuffed intestines or like sausage you know i'll pass on that uh there's one called kaba. it's like uh the beef rolled in dough and fried and put in like a really nice broth it's it's really amazing that's amazing yeah it was awesome uh tabbouleh
0: i like I, how easy all the food is to say hummus as well. yeah
1: amazing yeah your mom's hummus unreal i'm anglicized like I, i'm speaking cald english when i'm saying those like it's not really how you pronounce it but i'm not even gonna try uh dolma is my my favorite uh, and the hashtag WWPs aren't loading. So with that, we will oh no, we got some. Uh, Al Robin says, Hey dub dub, should I let my six-month-old daughter watch the double dumpster fire of the Red Wings hockey with a Red Wings hockey with me or follow the ISA plan and put her innocence in a stay fresh cheese bag for a couple years? Now I'll start her early so she appreciates it when it's good. Uh, Alex Boyer says, I already tweeted this, but Larkin Fraselke, someday I maintain someday. His numbers are unreal and we're not appreciating them enough. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Winged Wheel Podcast. Last one after nearly five years,
0: Evan. Last one in Brad's My ass is so tired of this chair. Uh, I got some of the chairs assembled. They're nice. I'll take anything. I'll take a a flat two by four. Someone was like, how
1: come uh, you don't have rolling chairs? I'm like, oh, Evan's fidgety? We had to get something that's stationary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We'd like to thank all of our listeners, our name level sponsors, um, I Hate Poutine and the Lions, Scott Martin, uh, Luke Johnson, Mitchell Shinkowski, Arjun Shanker, Hassam al Kassem, Clayton Van Dyken, Mike Reed, Aaron Taylor, Langebeer, Matthew M. Rice, Kayla Thompson, Ryan Lewis, Sean Levine, Matt McKay, Hannah Lee, Kaylin Wood, Jacob Turner, Charlie Elkins, John Evans, Rob Thiel, Craig Kibble, Stan Olson, Ryan Lewis, Danny Jr. Welcome uh k and simon anderson thank you all so much we will see you midweek